Hello and welcome to this episode of the coaching podcast from British Canoeing. So welcome to the coaching podcast. Uh, my name is Pete Catter. I'm a talent coach developer of uh, talent coach developer for British Canoeing. Uh, and today to start the new series of uh, coaching conversations, uh, I'm pleased to introduce Ken Hughes, who uh, um, one of the, the leading canoe coaches in the country and has been for, for many years. So um, I, I won't say too much about Ken. I'll let Ken introduce himself. So Ken, can you give us a bit of um, bit of background on you? Um, bit about your, your, your paddling, your, your coaching, uh, just, yeah, a bit of an intro to yourself, please. Yeah, I, um, uh, years and years ago, I worked in a, in an outdoor center that, uh, that used kayaks and, uh, we paddled those kayaks on, on rivers without really knowing what we were doing. Um, you don't know what you don't know, I suppose. Um, and then they brought a fleet of canoes and employed a coach to upskill us. Um, and I uh, took to it a little bit more than I did kayaking, um, bought myself a canoe and uh, was doing all right until the lads that were kayaking were getting better at what they did. And the rivers they were paddling um, got a bit steeper and got a bit narrower and my traditional canoe didn't hack it. Um, so that's why I ended up in, in OC1s, I guess, and C1s. Um, but my first love was a traditional canoe. And, uh, and and I very much still enjoy paddling those and I, anything which involves kneeling with a single blade really is what I love. Um, uh, and I uh, kind of concentrate most of what I do in those crafts really. Um, uh, I, I, I am a, 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 an MIA, I, I did done some mountaineering and at one time water was for washing your face. And, um, and paddling was something I had to do for work, but uh, things turned around and changed. And, and one of the reasons things did turn around and change is because I had a real interest in um, in helping people do the job I was doing. Um, and uh, I never aspired to paddle off big waterfalls, um, first descents or anything like that. My vocation is about helping people to better coaches, leaders, and, and to be a little bit safer. Brilliant. Wow. So really interesting. So it started off in kayak and then canoe just, just took hold of you. And, and I mean, but yeah. if you're keeping up, you're trying to keep up with a bunch of, bunch of kayakers in a, in a canoe on the same rivers is, is pretty impressive really. And I've seen, I've certainly seen a lot of, you know, C1 paddling and OC1 paddling and it's just so impressive because it is, I don't mind admitting it's harder. I, it is, you've definitely, you've definitely picked a harder, harder option. So do you, do you have any other thoughts on why why that might have why did you go canoe and stick with canoe because the easier option arguably could have been I'll go in kayak then because that's what I want to do I want to keep up with my mates what what was it was it the challenge of it being harder is it you don't like the other side of your body much you wanted to just use one <laughs> what, what was it I'm not convinced I am actually physically equal on both sides anymore um although um I, I am paddling more on, on both sides in a, in a trad boat at, uh, at the moment, and that's, that's been a bit of a challenge. Um, yeah, it was um, uh, once I bought my boat, and I um, saw that I could put my my 16-foot boat in a six-foot long sense the kayaks, and it just became a little bit of a, a challenge amongst the people I paddled with, really. And, uh, um, um, and then the more you do, the better you get, and the more you enjoy it. And I think that's the correlation there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. 
And so, and the, the, the coaching side of things for you, says, you, know, you said you talk, you, you do trad, you do uh, spec boat and you do C1 as well. So do you see, do you see those benefiting each other? So how does, how does paddling a closed deck, C, you know, C1, probably a kayak conversion, help your trad boat in? How, how would you, if, if you were going to encourage people to try both, why, why would they want to do both? I think it encourages a, I think it encourages a dynamic style, and I think um, it becomes less about floating the boat and slowing it down, and more about driving the boat and and, uh, and looking at uh, generating momentum and transferring that momentum and, and 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 moving the boat around with a more positive um, approach. Um, that's not to say that slowing your boat down and taking that more considered approach isn't appropriate it absolutely is um, and that's typical of canoeing isn't it the, the wide variety of of what we do and the approaches we take yeah for sure so do you think you, you, you're sort of hinting there at some of the tactics behind it are slightly different and, and it almost forces you in a slightly different way of using the river and using the boat and just getting more out of each i guess out of each blade as well with that drive you talk about is it, is it different tactics do you think or yeah so yeah yeah so in a, in a big boat you've got a you've got a boat that you have to think about and and, and have a plan and uh, in a small boat you've got a boat that isn't inherently fast certainly an oc1 isn't an inherently fast boat and it and it'll it'll slow down very quickly and uh, as you say how you apply the blade and and how you use that and, and, and think about what happens in between blade applications. It's almost, it's almost a case of coaching the glide phase between the blade applications rather than coaching the, uh, the application of the blade itself in, in the terms of this, what I do with this blade now will set up what this boat does. Yeah, yeah, and that, uh, yeah, blimey, you've you just hit on something that I see a lot in with the slalom coaches I work with when they're talking about canoe and C1, like, the glide is so different. It, it, yeah, I think that's that really mirrors across to a lot of the work I do with those coaches. That's it is it is subtly different, isn't it? And I, I think that that understanding what the outcome of each blade's going to do and how that's going to affect the next part of the manoeuvre, whether it is slalom or whether it's creaking or whatever, I think that's really important. That's, that's interesting you hit on that. Actually, um, it's nice to see links across all the other work I do as well, which is great. Uh, rather yeah, than, well, at the end of the day, they're, they're paddle sport craft, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it is just you know pulling on paddles and move and using water a lot of the time. But, and do you, do you um hmm. do you encourage your student your you know your clients your your students whatever whatever you call it you, you know you're you're well known for your um you're running your your coaching business so you've got a lot of, a whole load of clients do you do you encourage them to to jump in and out of different types of canoe as well? Uh, yes, I think everybody who paddles a traditional canoe looks at an OC1 and and, and uh, they'll say to themselves, that looks fun, I'd like to have a go at that. Um, I don't, I, I'm not convinced that those are the people who've become OC1 paddlers. I think people have, have chosen a boat and, uh, and have decided that that's going to be their craft of choice. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, I think it's important that you paddle a variety of craft so that you, you you learn what what the boat does, and um, if that means getting in the kayak and learning what that hull does, um, I mean I I can do that in a C1 as you say it's a 
it, it, it's not a conversion unless see one I paddle it's a, it's a, it, it is created in the factory but um uh, it's a kayak isn't it let's face it yeah yeah but with yeah slightly different outfit in center of gravity yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah 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 <laughs> and everything else yeah yeah okay so yeah that's interesting that yeah get, getting them to try different boats to enhance the, the boat they've chosen i think that's a, a great kind of just different way of shaping their their development and their their understanding of how how boats move so they can get more out of the boat they get they that they've sort of chosen as their main boat i think that's that's a an interesting concept and that's something i don't think yeah as i say i go on i, I went from um i went from a, a 16 foot traditional boat down to small oc ones um and for a while left the traditional canoe and when i went back to it i found out that i had a different approach and uh, oh, wow. i had in, some enhanced skills in terms of of how you drive the boat and move the boat around yeah and and you know that's when I see your your social media posts on, on your on your site, you know you definitely paddle a, a traditional canoe in a dynamic way. I don't think I've seen much many videos of you paddling slowly backwards or anything like that. I've seen lots of really nice kind of dynamic. You know, it's why I wanted you on it because I want to talk about your style of paddling, which which uh, really resonates with me. The way you you treat a canoe is is in a dynamic way. It's not this. Um, you're not floating down the river like like I know um, some people view canoeing as but in traditional canoeing. It's very very uh, modern the way you you approach it. I think if that's if that's fair. I think you're right, and and um, uh, that's the way I prefer to paddle. But uh, if if you want me to check and set into every eddy on a river, then I'll do that for you. If you want me to. Um, and, and I think that kind of brings us to um, people's preferences, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and how yeah. they want to paddle. And uh, if they come to me for coaching and they have that philosophy on how they want to paddle, then I can do that for them and I can make them better at that and I can make them super, super um, good at, at checking yeah. and setting into an eddy and slowing down. Um, but then I, I guess as coaches, our job is to open options for people and then to try yeah. and encourage them to take a wider approach yeah i was you just hit on something there that's that's interesting so they're what their philosophy is on you know they might want to you know check and set and slow it down whereas your maybe you know i, I don't want to speak for you but your kind of main preference is to drive the boat and be more dynamic do, do you find any sort of clashes there with when people you know don't want to do it the way you do it or you, you know that Two different styles but like you say you you're happy to adapt but which one do you find yourself trying to get them to be more dynamic and, and focusing them that way or or do you generally just run with with the type of paddling they want to do um i think it's about what they would like to achieve and what their motivations are and what their goals are and if their goals are to put their boats in a six foot long eddy on grade three then there are ways of doing that and uh, slowing the boat and moving it sideways works equally well to, to driving the boat and dynamically turning the boat. Um, I, I wouldn't want to enforce people to, to do the stuff that I do. Um, just because I do it isn't, doesn't mean it's the right way to do it. Um, as coaches, that's not our job. No, and that, that's, you know, that's another great message that I had in the last series of podcasts as well, that as coaches, we have our, our bias, but 
but we have to work with you know we're working with with people and we have to understand what they want and their motivations and, and go with that so yeah you know I, I do see some coaches out there that inflict their way onto people and I think you know you're really touching on that there about that's not what it's about it's about working with with the people you've got in front of you and understanding them and then developing them as paddlers and you know may, maybe leaving some uh, what do we call it? like laying little trails of breadcrumbs for them to follow just to 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 entice them into a different way of thinking uh, and just see where that goes sometimes but without being but without being forceful I guess yeah and and it works both ways doesn't it that um, yeah. people who who take a slower approach on a river for instance um they can be inspired to drive the boat a bit more and it can go the other way as well yeah so I think I, you're right our job is to inspire people isn't it yeah yeah and and the other thing about canoe oh actually I'll, I'll just rewind a little bit because I, I don't think we do it enough in you know I'm, I'm predominantly a kayak coach as you know that we don't have we we don't take people from boat to boat as much so we might take people in a in a freestyle boat and then into a creek boat but there's not the dramatic difference that you'd have with a traditional C1, an OC1 and a C1 so much. So I, I do think there's a bit of a an advantage to canoe because you've got such a wide a wide range of craft that you could you can use to to help a paddler develop that we haven't quite got the same in kayak. Arguably we could jump in a sea kayak and a riverboat and a playboat but the skills aren't dramatically different like they would be in a in a C1 or a trad boat in terms of stability, in terms of directional stability. So, uh, yeah, do, do you think, you know, you paddle kayak as well. Do, do, you, do you think that's true? Do you think we, we, we could be more exploratory with our kayaking uh, in, in moving people from different boats? Uh, yeah, I think we probably could. Um... Um, there's a there's a wide variety of different kinds of kayaks out there, isn't there, at the moment? And, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe there's a bit of a trend for people to have more than one boat at the moment. Um, the advent of, of slicey back ends uh, means that people have often got one of those, and they've often got a, a creek boat as well. And maybe they might have a little boat and to to kind of do the flippy floppy stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we could do a better job of, or some of us could do a better job of of encouraging people into different boats to take them in a certain direction in, in their chosen craft, like you're saying. And then it's probably worth us talking about the environments as well, because you'll obviously, you know, if you work in trad and in, in you know, sticks, you, you do everything from flat water trad to steep creaking in your, in your OC1 and in your C1. So the environments you work in, Ken, as a, as a canoe coach, they're pretty dynamic, aren't they? And different and varied. They are. And um, until you've been a, a mile offshore in a Force Five, then uh, then you, you maybe don't understand how exciting that is. Uh, it's not just about the river; it's about it's about the the the, the skill and the challenge of paddling on open water in the wind as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I've definitely had with clients some of my most <laughs> what shall I call it exciting days on open water definitely because mm. on but i can generally i can bail out go to the side and stop <laughs> whereas if it all gets too exciting out in the middle like you say out off offshore on a big expanse of open water you haven't quite got that option so so how do you how do you um how do you develop those skills then for for dealing with 
the bigger open water the bigger open water how does as a coach where does that come from is that just time uh, itself or it's a it, it's about uh, empowering people to make changes isn't it and to make and to 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 continually achieve so it's uh it's a direct parallel to what we do on the river. Um, it's a direct parallel to what we do when we're poling. We're lining and tracking and sailing. Um, so paddling in the wind is, is paddling in a different type of fluid as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it's, it's about, it's about prog uh, appropriate progressions and, and, uh, and empowering people to make those changes. Uh, so, so it's, it, it isn't any different really. It's just a different environment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and do you see that? Because obviously, canoe coaching—you've, like you say, you've got you've got sailing, you've got lining, you've got poling, you've got the whitewater. You've, you've got. Do you, do you think that attracts a, a certain type of coach? You know, well, well, I, I know loads of canoe coaches, but but I still think you're all different in your own ways. But you seem to like. Is it that variety of, of environments that draws you to it? Do you think partly as well as? You know the actual feel of around with one blade. Do you, do you think it's the, the variety of environments that you work in? You know, you can have one boat and go into all those environments with the same boat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it. Uh, I think it keeps you fresh. Um, each one's a different challenge, and uh, it's interesting, isn't it? How we're in coaching and leadership with split the environments now. Um, I'm not so sure whether that's going to encourage people to be to be more single environment orientated. Um, perhaps it is. Uh, it, that's not a bad thing. Um, but uh, it was encouraging to see people paddling both, although they tended to have a preference. Um, but uh, people who, who people who specialise on the river perhaps don't understand the complexities of paddling on open water and, and how you can set your boat up to achieve things in the wind. Yeah, there's definitely um, there's definitely uh, an expectation that we work with trim in the wind a lot, um, uh, and we do appropriately. But uh, but applications of trim on the river and uh, and in, in when you're poling and, and when you're lining and tracking and sailing um, is a principle that runs all the way through. Um, and trim isn't just for a big boat; it's for little boats as well. Yeah, um, yeah. What a big subject. That's a that's a that's a a podcast in itself true yeah it is yeah hey we'll come back to that one another day then. yeah i always remember um was it i think it was it might have been lowell it might have been ray it might be chris forrest could be any of the canoe coaches i've worked with over the years it always you know they go did you find that move difficult i'm like yeah they go what could you have changed <laughs> and nearly every time it's like because i was coming from a kayaking background it was always i could i could move something or myself couldn't i <laughs> which which in a kayak generally there's only a small amount of trim that you can change so uh, yeah i like i'm gonna i'm gonna make a note of a trim chat with with uh with ken we'll do that that'll be good that'll be good actually or video or something that'll be that'd be quite useful actually so I think it comes from um it comes from a, a principle of trying to set the boat up to achieve an outcome yeah so um uh, and we do that by tactical applications of trim and edge don't we yeah um deciding what we want and what we don't want and how how we want the boat to how we want the boat to glide i suppose yeah yeah, yeah. so there's there seems to be well and, and i know there is <laughs> coaching a lot of canoe there's a lot to think about with canoe not not that there isn't with kayak or isn't with with sea kayaking or anything like that but there's an enormous amount to 
to think about with the environment, the boat, the shape of the boat, the size of the boat, what you've got in the boat, where you're head, whether you're heading upstream, downstream, <laughs> crosswind, upwind, downwind. What would you say to so coach, people that are new to coaching and trying to, you know, they've decided that uh, canoe is the thing they want to they focus on and that they want to become a, you know, they, they want to be the next Ken Hughes. That's what they want. They're like, I want to, I want to be Ken. How do they, how do they develop that, that level of understanding about e each craft and how, how it works? What's that journey look like? It's a personal skills journey to be in with, isn't it? It's, uh, it's understanding that we, we carry the what of coaching around with us if we're disciplined and skilled in our own paddling. Um, and uh, so what, when I'm working with coaches and they want to they want to think about the technicality of the thing then we look at how they paddle themselves and, and what they can take from that and then we sit and we watch others and, and we learn and challenge what we know when we observe other people paddling their craft uh, and get an awful lot from that uh, rather than rather than doing what the person who told the person who told the person in the past has done um, and we can challenge the way that we coach and, and, and what we coach if you're talking about the what of coaching yeah nice I, I like that because yeah if we if we just copy what someone else has done nothing nothing moves forward does it nothing nothing changes and you know i'm what i'm just short of six foot i, I don't paddle the same as someone who's five foot four or there's somebody who's a lot stronger than i am or smaller than i am or, or whatever we all have to you know, we, we, we all paddle slightly differently. There'll be, like, there'll be themes that we want to stick with, you know, does it work? Is it efficient? That kind of stuff. But yeah, you know, just understanding how you, you paddle yourself and then that, what do, we, what do they call it? Self-organization, isn't it? Where we try, we have a, a, a task to perform and our body will learn how we need to do it. And it, it, it's staying within those, I guess, within those constraints of, of my own physicality but so it still works and still looks looks right if that's the, the way of putting it. it so so there's some individualization in there and uh, um, styles isn't there yeah yeah uh, there's a uh, people often say to me what boat should i buy because i'm not very i'm not a very physically large kind of person and i think it's uh I think there are there are appropriate craft out there, and and we can adapt the craft for the person. Um, but ultimately, it's about learning how you yourself paddle a craft and upskilling to paddle that craft. So, if you want to paddle a big kayak, learn how to paddle, paddle a big kayak and, and, and outfit it appropriately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good point. Yeah. And then, so just thinking of um, you know, we, we've we've got a few minutes left, so. And any other thoughts you've got? You know, where do you see where do you see canoe coaching going in the, in the future? Do you, do you see many changes coming? Do you see, you know, you're saying people now can they can choose a discipline? They could choose to be a canoe paddler, trad, or expedition paddler, or anything. Do, do you see any any direction that things are heading at the moment, or or, or even directions you'd like to see, see things going with canoe coaching? I think we continue to challenge ourselves in what we know and how we make the boat perform. Um, and I think the best coaches will continue to do that. Um, so things will change and things look a lot different uh, to how they did 10 years ago. Um, with big boats, the, uh, 
um, the design of them hasn't radically moved away from, from how it's been for a long time. And they just tend to be variations on a theme. Uh, Venture have pushed that a little bit with the Afon. That's, that's yeah. a, a move forward for, a, for that, that boat. Um, other designs um, offer a degree of predictability. Um, uh, so maybe, maybe it's going to be boat design that pushes that a little bit. Uh, yeah. if, if people want to do that and uh, uh, that's happened in OC1 um, uh, a skiff and, and silver birch have done very well with their designs and uh, uh, and move those on um, skiff have got a boat called an excite um, I, I won't describe it but people should go and go and have a look and, and, and investigate it it's quite a radically different design and yeah. certainly silver birch's agent is a, is a step forward as well that's that's really good, isn't it? You know, if, if you think about kayak design, that's moved on loads over the years. If you think mm. a canoe, like you say, traditional canoes has fa stayed fairly, not completely static, is it? But but fairly static. We know we know what works, I guess. So I, I paddled the prototype of the, the the Afon, and I was like, wow, this is this is really different for on on white water. That that was radically different. But it's interesting that OC one with a squiff and and silver birch having paddled a few of their boats as well it's nice isn't it having that somebody out there pushing the design of of canoe to make that better more dynamic more accessible uh, i think it's yeah it's exciting times are you involved with any of that are you involved with no, I, 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 no not not really um it, it, it's interesting isn't it to to um to perhaps view it in a different light and say well actually if it isn't broken why are we going to try and fix it um if, if people want to take big boats on grade four which people are doing more and more at the moment um and that that you know uh, the middle Oki, for instance is a is a canoe trip as well as a kayak trip now yeah. um maybe boats will change as a result of that i'm not certain but um perhaps perhaps that's where things go yeah Wow, it's exciting time. Maybe I'll need a maybe I'll need a boat for the river and a boat for open water. I've resisted that, but perhaps that's going to be the case. You're just angling at buying another boat, aren't you? That's what you're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have enough. Never, never. I've got a big stack just down here actually that um, that are, they're getting a bit dusty at the moment with this lockdown. But there we go. Hey, Ken, it's been really interesting chatting to you. Thank, thanks, for, thanks for your time. Um, we'll, we'll line up another one to talk about, maybe maybe narrow the field a little bit and talk maybe about trim or something like that, or, or maybe even get another resource out there in the in the world on, on looking at trim, maybe a video or something like that. We'll, we'll get something set up. But, um, thanks ever so much for your time. It's uh, been really cool to chat to you. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll speak again soon. I hope you stay safe in lockdown. Yeah, and you, Pete. Good to catch up. Cheers.